Hey, you are listening to Faith Like Jasmine, and I am your host, Megan Griffin. Here we explore, pray, and dive into God's Word so that our faith can have an enticing and unmistakable aroma to those around us. I'm grateful that you are listening today, and I hope that your heart has an encounter with Father God. This month debuts the first podcast interview for Faith Like Jasmine. Be kind. I'm sure we have a long way to go, but I am determined to focus on here and what God has put in our hands, choosing to believe that he will take care of the fine-tuning. Our guest is a sweet friend of mine whose life speaks volumes about what it looks like to put God at the center of her work, her home, her parenting, and her marriage. When so many of us read the story of the Elijah and widow, we focus on her sorrow, her sense of hopelessness. Sabrina looks expectantly for God to show up and is in awe every single time. I ask if there was a time where she could relate to the widow, and her reply is to relate to the glory of God who showed up for her, just like he did for the widow, just like he does for you. Let's jump in. Hi, Sabrina. Hey, Megan. How are you? Good. I can't tell you how excited I am that you agreed to do this with me. (laughs) You are such a dynamic person with intentional faith. I knew that I wanted other people to be able to hear your heartbeat about what it looks like walking with God. Well, thank you. I I appreciate that. Of course, we can be our own worst critics, so I, I... Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It makes a difference. Somebody's seeing it from the outside. Correct. Correct. So tell us a little bit about Sabrina, your family or what you do. How long have you been married? Um, Well, I am from a very small town here in South Carolina. Um, The name of the town is called St. Stephen. But when I went away to college and when I started telling everybody St. Stephen, they were like, uh, where's that? (laughs) <laughs> so then I had to claim Charleston, which is the the next major city down there. <laughs> so Charleston, yes, yes, yes. Um, I went to school at, I uh, went to college, excuse me, at USC Upstate after I graduated. And uh, while I was working at a clothing store there in the mall, I met a young lady who used to work with me. Her name is Letty Smith. And she invited me to church. Um, and I, I was happy to go because the only time I went to church is when I went back home to visit. And hmm. so um, she invited me to church. I sat down and I think the first Sunday there, um, I, I heard a portion of the ser- sermon where he talked about Jesus coming back. <laughs> hmm. And so I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I. And I, I guess I always thought that as long as I'm a good person and mm-hmm. I treat people well and I don't bother anybody, et cetera, et cetera, then I'm fine. But being educated more in depth about the purpose of Jesus coming back, not just so that I would be left behind, not just so that I would not be left behind. Right. Because he bought me with a price, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so then holy living became 
it it, it I understood it better, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 purpose of it, why we do it, you know, it's not a do this, don't do that, or you know, it's it's not about that at all, but just the the purpose of holy living, you know, why are we doing the things that we're doing? You know, why are we why are we serving? Why are we loving one another well? Just right. it just all made sense to me, you know. Um yeah. so and that I think that was I was around 20 okay. years old. So I've been walking with Jesus for about 20 years. And of course it has not been easy at all. <laughs> <laughs> um so about 20 years now. But that's real. I mean, it's just just the honest truth. It's hard. Very hard. Very, very hard. I remember one time, uh, my husband, we actually, on the 25th of this month will be 12 years for us being married. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. We have three little people. Um, Matthias (laughs) is 10, Blythe is six, and Ziva is three. Hmm. Um, I remember years ago when we first got married and my husband he would call me his his life partner (laughs) and and I would kind of like cringe at it because I'm like I'm your wife I am not your life partner (laughs) but I get it now I I understand now because marriage and family can be so romanticized in society to where the thought of choosing each other every day mm-hmm. of it being literally daily work all of that kind of like went out of the window because all I knew to go by was what I saw on mm-hmm. tv what was advertised everywhere right. um, so just to be here 12 years later and understanding now life partnership you know choosing each other each day it's it's the same as if it's the same when it comes to our relationship with Christ you know we battle on the inside with what's called our our natural man and the holy spirit that dwells within us and so every day every moment of every day we have to decide which which way are we going to falter to you know are we going to allow the holy spirit to reign in this decision or mm-hmm. Are we going to run them up <laughs> right. based on our, 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 our natural instincts and what our, our natural body, our, our natural man wants to do, you know? Absolutely. Well, I want to read this passage from 1 Kings 17. Mm-hmm. It's where we see Elijah sent to a widow in Zarephath. Mm-hmm. The widow doubts. She is mm-hmm. skeptical. She's worried that she couldn't meet the need and she was hopeless. She's ready to die. So Elijah went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, would you bring me a little water in the jars so I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called and bring me please a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said, 
But first, make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me, and then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, The jar of flour will not be used up, and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. She went away and did as Elijah told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. Sabrina, have you ever had one of these seasons where you could relate to the widow? So gosh, <laughs> absolutely. Um, many, 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 many times. Um, when I was in college, this and this just kind of came to mind just now, honestly. I was in Spartanburg, I was in college, and I was having some issues with my roommates. We were living in an apartment. And during that time, um, I think I had been going to that church. I was talking about earlier, I'd been going to that church for about mm, maybe a year or so. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I was having some, um, just some friction with my roommates. And one of the teenagers from church, um, actually her and a few other of the other teenagers, I kind of um, inadvertently mentored them <laughs> okay. and they came to spend the weekend with me. And um, when they spent the weekend, we had a great time. And then there was another weekend where one of the teenagers, she wanted me to do her hair. So I said, okay, she talked to her mom. After church, we went to their house and I did her hair. And it was a long process. I ended up spending the night um, getting to know also, I, I did get to know their mom very, very well. Okay. And the next morning I was leaving to um, go get ready for class. I had class the next mor morning, a Monday morning. And mm -hmm. so their mom, her name is Vanessa. She said to me, now during this time, excuse me, during this time with the friction going on with my roommates, um, money issues, just all of it. I'm like, I don't know what to do, God. I do not know what to do. But as I was leaving um, uh, leaving her house, Vanessa's house, I'm about to go back to my apartment, get ready for class. She stopped me and she said, Sabrina, the girls and I talked last night and I prayed about it. And we want to know if you want to come and stay with us. <laughs> we want to know if you want to come and stay with us. She said, I don't want anything from you. I don't want you to worry about rent, money, anything like that. All I want you to do is just go and finish school. And my mind was like, what? Are you serious? <laughs> now, living in Spartanburg, I didn't have any family there. But she said to me, mm -hmm. she said, um, and her girls were 13 and 14 at the time. She said, talk to your dad and make sure that he's okay with it. And if he's okay, and if you would like to, she said, we want you to come and live with us. And that's exactly what happened. And I lived with them for, I think, three or four years. Wow. And till this day, she is affectionately known as my mom. <laughs> she kind of <laughs> like adopted me um, as her goddaughter. And her daughters, Whitney and Chandra, are my god sisters. So, yeah, as far as not knowing where the next is going to come from, what am I going to do about this whole apartment situation my roommates mm -hmm. it's, it was a terrible time it was awful and the way God worked that out like it's it's still like just like how you respond it was like wow like really Lord so yeah definitely 
Yeah, you had your your issues and your trajectory and how you thought things were going. Mm -hmm. And then God sort of stepped in and refocused and said, okay, nope. Over here. Over Mm -hmm. here. Pay attention over here. Yes. This is what I have for you. Yes. And the, the, the great thing about it, Megan, is that even during that time in my mind while living there, and it was a great experience. I still, I, it's, it still was so much more than I expected. Mm-hmm. When, when I was 15, my mom passed away. Hmm. And so from the time I was 15 until what, five to six years later, I didn't really have a, a major motherly female influence. And so I always say that she picked up where my mom left off and taught me Mm -hmm. so much, so, so, so much about what it is to be a woman, what it is to be a godly woman, um, Mm -hmm. what it just, just everything that I assume that my mom would have taught me how to um, handle business in regards to taking care of bills, et cetera, et cetera. All those things she taught me, and I, I wasn't expecting any of that. I wasn't expecting to gain uh, an, an entire family. Like, her family became my family. I was not expecting any of that. Mm-hmm. So it was it was amazing. Still is amazing. That's beautiful how God saw the void that you weren't even trying to fill. Mm-hmm. He filled all of that and not just solving your financial issues. Right. Like he was concerned with the bigger picture of Sabrina. Yes, absolutely. And it all started from where a teenage girl saw my hair and she's like, hey, I want my hair like that. And that's where it started. That's funny. (laughs) So what was it like, I guess, before, before you were in that position with Vanessa and you God positioned you there where did you have a lot of doubt or fear going on because of those circumstances as far as uncertainty yes um uncertainty because I felt very alone Mm -hmm. um I didn't have a lot of people I didn't really have anybody to share any of my concerns or fears with. Mm-hmm. Um, and even with my roommates, um, they're, they live differently than me. So I really, really, really felt alone. It was just, it was just very, very hard. I remember it was just a, there are very few times where I can remember where life was just tough and I'm like, God, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't Mm -hmm. know how this is going to work out. I don't know if it's going to work out. I don't know if I'm going to have to move back home. I don't know if I'm going to, you know, get a better paying job. I, I just didn't know any of those things. Um, so yeah, it was, it was just a daily grunt and grind of just, I, I just, I just did not know. Mm-hmm. just didn't know how do you usually handle when different seasons make that bring those emotions up 
Um, now I, I just kind of like reflect. I try to get quiet and just reflect and think back to those extremely hard days, you know, not mm-hmm. just during that season, that not only during that particular season, but even in the beginning of our marriage, um, when we first, you know, started having children, like just all the things, I just kind of think back and say, God, you literally have brought us from a mighty long way, you know, and Mm -hmm. you fixed it then. So I have no choice but to trust you to fix it now. Um, Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, even now I have to catch myself where I try to exhaust all of my options first (laughs) and then pray. But now I have to be very intentional in going to God first and saying, Lord, this is what it is. I don't know what it is that you want me to do, but if there's something that you want me to physically, tangibly do, then show me that. But if you don't fix it, it will not be fixed. <laughs> it literally, it, it, it will not be fixed. So that's, that's a hard place to be, to know that something is that much out of your control. Mm-hmm. We have that natural instinct to want to fix things and take care of things. And mm-hmm. it's very hard. It is very hard. I'm very much of a, a fixer. I want to I want to fix everything. I want everybody to be happy. (laughs) I don't want anybody to be upset. (laughs) So it's to kind of relinquish that control. It's, it's a, it's a daily struggle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of times in those places, I end up finding that God sort of has to redirect and refocus my gaze of I'm looking at too big a picture. Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to take on too many things outside of myself and he has to remind me to focus here and not there Mm -hmm. he has to re remind me of okay what am I what was my assignment what am I doing right now right here focus on what's in my hand like with Mm -hmm. Moses and his staff or the widow who couldn't she, she just kept saying that I don't have bread but she had the oil and she had the flour, but she couldn't, she simply saw her lack instead of in faith seeing what God could do with what she had. Mm. And wow. so sometimes God has to sort of tap me on the shoulder and say, all right, well, what did I already put in front of you to work with? Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Mm. I had that tap on the shoulder this morning. <laughs> um yeah, I, that makes total sense and definitely a reminder <clears throat> to me. What's funny is I, I try to give those gentle reminders to my husband, but not realizing that, hey, Sabrina, maybe you should take your own advice. <laughs> <laughs> the, those gentle reminders of, of literally focusing on the task at hand, what's right here in mm-hmm. front, you know? Um, right. So, yeah, I've, I, I, I'm grateful for those for those gentle reminders yeah what do you believe god has put your hands on to focus on this past year 
and how did you not you know find yourself getting distracted hmm. so i am the kids ministry coordinator um, at our church and when i was first asked to do it <laughs> I was like, uh, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure you want me to do this? And and the reason why I say that is because surely I, I know how to take care of children, but to coordinate a ministry, I'm like, um, I don't think I'm the right person for this job. <laughs> and he kept telling me, Sabrina, you are the person for the job. You are the person for the job. I'm so used to all of my life being able to master a specific skill or being good at a specific thing in order to do well in it. Um, but with being a children's ministry coordinator, I've never done anything like that ever in my life. <laughs> and But another thing, I had to talk to God and I said, God, I don't feel confident in this like at all. And again, it was one of those things where even now I say, if you don't do it, if you don't work through me, this is not going to be done well. Not only that, but I was also so used to with anything, with school, with work, with anything, it was always about me and me being mm -hmm. seen and me being, um, praise and good job Sabrina you, you're doing a great job but I told God I said I want to do this well I want to do this right I want to wholeheartedly serve these children and their families well show me how to do that and help me to not get in the way of that so when it comes to doing things like attendance or when it comes to setting up for Sunday, I have to remember just about every day, my, my why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. When I pray, when it comes to volunteers, surely it could be tempting to kind of just put somebody in a space that needs to be filled. But my prayer is, God, send the people who you want to be here. Send the people that are going to be great influences on these children's lives. Not just those that can, um, not just the older kids, but even the babies, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So in regards to focusing on the task at hand, in my mind, I want to serve these children and their families well. So I work from that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. How do you, it sounds like you're very attuned, like your default at this point in life is to pray when you have questions, to pray when you need discernment on something. And with having three younger kids, you know, for the fellow moms that are listening, how do you think we can help our kids to learn how to wrestle through those things and to ask him questions and doubts? Um, is it simply having them hear us pray and talk about it and ask questions? Or how would you say that we can model that that's a safe and good option when they have questions, that it's okay to, to have those doubts? Um, 
So we we talk to our kids a lot since since day one. <laughs> and gratefully, um they ask us a lot of questions. Um and that's something that growing up that I did not do. Um, the conversations that we have with our children here at home, it's 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 a lot. It's a lot of conversations. <laughs> so when my when my son says to me, <laughs> Hey mom, I wanna come become a celebrity, I wanna do this, and you know, just this whole idea of being on this major platform and being seen. Mm-hmm. I, sometimes I struggle with that because of the simple fact that I don't want to muffle who he is, but I also want him to do, I want him to do it for the right reason. So I'll ask him, well, why? Why do you want to do it? And we'll have conversations in regards to, you know, is it beneficial? Are you serving anybody? Are you going to be serving anyone well? Sometimes he'll say something like, oh man, I want a million dollars so that I can give to the poor and there will be no more poor people anywhere in the world, (laughs) which I think is great. That sounds like it. (laughs) But the thing is, it's like, I say, well, you don't have to wait until you get a million dollars. He said, well, what do you mean? I said, do you have some money now? Yeah, I do. And I'm like, well, why not share what you currently have to, you know, to give to someone in need, you know, um, mm-hmm. if it's, it's buying them a meal. So just being able, I'm, I'm so, whew, I'm so grateful that we've been able here and there to model that for them because when they see it, it's like a light bulb goes off. Um, mm-hmm. When he has those questions of, well, I don't understand why is it so much bad things going on in the world. So when he has the, when they have those really, really hard questions and so bad, I want to ha- find an answer for them. <laughs> I'll, I'll, the, the, it all goes back to because of the sin that is in this world. And so mm-hmm. we go back to Adam and Eve, you know, it's because of, the sin of Adam and Eve is why sin is in the world, you know? Um, so we we kind of like wrestle through a lot of the really, really tough questions. But then I try to end with, but is God bigger and greater and more powerful than even this, you know? When they see something on the news or hear about something just so awful happening, well, is God even greater than this? Is God sovereign and even mightier than this you know um and I I guess I just want them to always know that in light of any circumstance any hard stuff for them to be of good cheer because he has already overcome this Mm -hmm. that's awesome and that's such a huge it can be a paradigm shift I mean for them to be able to really take that in in their hearts and they'll be able to pull on that you know when they have you know friendships or relationships that go south or they have trouble with friends at school you know just the the concept that god is bigger and god is greater no matter what right and it's a reminder for me as well because 
again, those gentle reminders, you know, when we're trying to teach them, it's like a reality check for me too. You know, yes, God is bigger than this. You know, God is bigger than this specific, really down and out situation that you're going through, you know? Um, And I, I think our struggle as humans in general is just, again, that whole lack of control and the unknown, not knowing, just just not knowing, well, it looks like it's going to end like this. So I guess I'm going to, you know, <laughs> default to in that direction. But mm-hmm. it's just the unknown, just just the unknown. But it's of great comfort to know that we see this part of it, but God sees the far beyond what we're able to see. Right. So that brings comfort. It does. Even if I can't see it, he does. Mm-hmm. Well, the scripture at the heart of Faith Like Jasmine is Second Corinthians 2.15, which says, as far as God is concerned, there's a sweet, wholesome fragrance in our lives. It is the fragrance of Christ within us, an aroma to both the saved and the unsaved all around us. A big part of what I hope to do with this is to inspire, encourage, and challenge others along their walk of faith. To walk well, we have to have an element or two of intentionality to it. Decisions every day, like you said. And it's the fragrance of Christ within us that can minister to those around us. Those we have relationship with, those we just see casually on a regular basis. Even if we never have a black and white gospel conversation. I've seen you model this well in your family, your marriage, and in our church. But how has it affected your own life, your God story, when someone else has influenced you or encouraged you by the sweet, wholesome fragrance of Christ in their life? Hmm. I, again, I think about my godmother, Vanessa, Um, Mm -hmm. just that whole unexpected relationship. Um, how she literally treats me as her own. Um, I think about her grandmother. Um, she's passed away now, but how they just, it was, it's just so, so, so much different than my own family and I'm, I'm grateful to have been able to see what godly love and godly living is you know um yeah. not just that but <clears throat> the ladies that I knew and the churches that I um went to just those I don't know just those profound and, and I, when I say profound, I don't mean it in such a grandiose, tell the whole world type way, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I think about those that are more of introverts or quieter, like yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it brings such a a calm and a peace, just unexplainable um, contentment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about 
a lady, an older couple that we used to kind of sit with and glean from um, from Radius Lexington, Lynn and Lori Kesey, and just the golden nuggets of life. You know, they have older children and grandchildren now, but just those nuggets of life that they gave us and passed along to us along the way. Um, I think about my kid's godmother, um, Jackie Pitt. Um, even that relationship, it was just kind of like out of nowhere. I uh, met her daughter. Uh, maybe that would be a great example. I made her, met her daughter when I was finishing school at Charleston Southern, and she just had this grace and this calm about her. Hmm. And her name is Kanisha. And so we went through college, graduated. I got married, moved here to Columbia. Well, I forgot that Kanisha lived here and her family lived here. I got my cosmetology license, started working in a salon. Well, she referred her mom, Jackie, and her sister, Alicia, to me. And then that relationship started to just blossom. And just having her sit, her mom, Jackie, sit in my chair and just pour this intense wisdom upon me. It was just, it was so, it was just, it has just been miraculous. I, I think of when I think of all these people and more, it is a great reminder of God's love towards me. It is a great reminder that there, is, there will never be a place of, I have arrived, I know it all, but there, I will, the safe place to be is always be in a position of wanting to learn and grow you know, in love and wisdom. Even when I think about Radius Southside and one of our first service projects, I was so grateful that my kids could be a part of that and even that I myself could be a part of it because of the reality of what it means to serve, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I just think about all these things and I think, and I'm grateful for God's love towards me because sometimes when you when you are in those position of I feel like blah I feel like nobody sees me I feel like no one loves me but when I get these little gems along the way to help to spur me on to the next and the next and the next and now I get to pour into my little people it is like man the Lord is so good <laughs> oh yeah yeah all those wonderful reminders that he is the God who sees you. Mm -hmm. He is the God who knows you better than you know yourself. Yep. Well, Father God, I pray that you would bless and pour out on Sabrina and her family. Magnify those ministries on her heart. Continue to equip and expand her, Lord. Bless the work of her hands. Minister to her in times of rest. We thank you for all that she is and all you have made in her. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Megan. We love you. I love you too. I hope and pray that you were encouraged as you listen to Sabrina's heart. Lord, as we move forward through our days, help us to set our gaze on you. Holy Spirit, make our hearts tender to hear 
aware of the people and the truth we carry right now. Teach us how to be faithful to what you have put in our hands. You are our comforter, our wise counselor. You are our joy and our delight. Be with us, in us, and through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining me on this journey, and I hope God blesses you in it. Check out the website at faithlikejasmine.com. Follow on Instagram, and let's build community together through Faith Like Jasmine Facebook page. Within each podcast, you can also find a special prayer link and a worship link. I hope that you can use these to grow closer to Him and spend extra time praying about what we've talked about today. Until next time, eyes on Him.